Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. My name is Brandon and with me as always is Stephen discussing the desire for instant gratification. First, we will look at some of the things in our lives we feel the need for instantly and try to figure out the origin. Next, we will discuss our latest content and fill you in on what's to come for the podcast. Lastly, we will discuss the pros and cons of not only wanting things immediately, but getting it immediately as well. Awesome. Well, uh, we just want to say this is actually going to be our last episode ever. <laughs> because uh, that last that last suggestion by Stephanie Telly put our podcast out of business. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know we were actually using that joke, man. <laughs> Oh, I, I, was, I thought we were committed to it, man. I, was I didn't know we committed it. to the joke, but honestly, the joke was a hit for me. If nothing else, you got one fan of the joke. Hell yeah, dude. You're that's, co-hosting the podcast, and that's who matters here. That's right. I was going to say, whenever <laughs> I make team. jokes, I have a target audience of two people, myself and my co-host. And if you, nobody know else- you know I'm always laughing at that. That's right, baby. That's all I need. Dude, that's why, we got, that's why we're the dream team here. Dream and here's team. the thing, guys. We're not going out of business. Business no. is great. Business, business is, is booming, booming, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> business is booming, baby. All right. That last episode was great. It was We're keeping great. it strong. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about that in the middle of this episode a little bit. But uh, just to get into the topic of instant gratification, people are already impatient with us for not getting onto this topic. So let's fucking do it. Off yeah, the top. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> Off the top of your head, what are the things you know you have a hard time waiting for? Other than pretty much everything, because I'm one of the most impatient people you will ever meet in your life. Except, uh, I'm I'm patient with like the big picture, but uh, things I'm impatient for, I do not like waiting in lines to get on rides. Hate it. Can't stand it. Like after working in Disney World for a while, having just I spent like 25% of my time in Orlando waiting in lines, pretty much for rides. Yeah. Uh, I also hate anything with technology. <laughs> that is an instant. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Is this actually the fault of instant gratification, or is this the fault of your <laughs> incompetence when it comes to technology? That's what I'm wondering. Well, well, I'm saying whenever technology is, it's not instant gratification. You know, like, like <laughs> if you have to fill out a bunch of information – Oh I just get gosh. I get impatient about it sometimes. It's like yeah. Oh, honestly, God. last week's episode, as Stephen said, he was worried about taking a quiz because the idea of it not just immediately being done for him just was too much. But luckily, it was a oh, quick yeah. one for you. Well, also like text messaging sometimes. If I actually want something to be figured out and like that communication goes really slow, that's not instant gratification. It's pissing me off, dude. Hell yeah, those are tough. So those, are, those are tough, honestly. I feel like I felt like, like such a brat. Like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> just call me, Jeez. Just call me. Like, I don't understand this. <laughs> I know that I have a tough time. My dad gives me shit all the time because I'll look up spoilers on YouTube for movies and shows. So, spoiler alert: the uh, latest Avengers movie. So, if you haven't seen it. Wait, you haven't seen it? You not want me to say this? <laughs> I haven't. I have not seen it, but I don't care. Okay, so at the end, Thanos snaps his fingers, and like half of the Avengers are killed. So I 
had kind of heard that the ending was insane, so I go- like I YouTubed ending of Avengers before I went and saw the movie, so I knew it all happened. I'm horrible. Dude, why? Why I'm horrible at waiting, man. I don't know. Dude. Do you oh. have a- Actually, that is something I'm impatient about. Like, I am super impatient about anything like uh, video game, music, anything like that, especially music, that I really am waiting for it to come out. I'm so impatient. I'm always looking for any, um, what is that called? Uh, leak. Any leak, leak of yeah. the games. I'm just like, or of the, mo- or of the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of the music. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I remember when uh, Bring Me the Horizon was about to release their oh, stuff, yeah. and you're just, every, every day, single like, day. All right, <laughs> let's find something here. And then uh, one time I did that for some album, like a few years ago. I just downloaded a virus. I've done that like, a couple of times now because I just, <laughs> I mean, and then I'm too impatient to actually find good websites to get leaked songs off of. You know what's funny about this whole downloading a virus is uh, we had some technological problems a couple weeks ago with uh, Steven's laptop, and now I'm starting to wonder maybe. If this is the reason why, if Steven's got a couple viruses on this computer and his justification every single time is, dude, this is a really good computer. I got it like six years ago. It was really expensive, so it must be really good. But it just kept shit in the bed every time. And we had to re-record episodes a lot. Dude, okay, to be fair, it wasn't six years ago. It was 2016 of like... It's like April of 2016. Yeah, I'm, a- I'm embellishing the truth to make my story sound better, okay? You just ruined it for our audience. That makes me extremely impatient. <laughs> <laughs> what about with, like, Netflix shows? Do, ha- have Netflix and Hulu and that kind of stuff, have they made you impatient with TV shows, like, coming out, episodes coming out? I mean, do you even well, watch you- TV that much? Um, I mean, Stranger Things. I, I, I've been waiting for that to come out, so I've been impatient about that. But growing up, oh, I, growing up, I was always really impatient with like cartoons I would watch, like the newest episode of Yu-Gi-Oh or something. Yeah, I'd get super impatient about that kind of stuff. So, so do you prefer the oh, yeah. ability to binge watch then, where all oh, the episodes hun- come out? Hundred percent. But there is something that I that is genuinely exciting about that way. Like there is kind of like a like when the moment finally happens, and then it's always. Um, like, after it actually comes out, I'm just like, oh, well, now it's out. So there goes all the excitement. I, you know, This is kind of a funny th- way to look at it. I'm not really serious about this. But what if we did that with the podcast, where we took a couple months off, and we were just recorded a bunch of episodes, didn't release them weekly, and then all of a sudden we just released an entire season of podcast episodes uh, for people to binge listen. Dude, that would drive me nuts. I cannot... Like, I don't know how um, anyone is a part of any big project, movies or music or anything, and cannot tell people the information or play the new songs. That would drive me insane. Like, I don't know how you do it with music. I would just, like, your um, The Passionate Mind, having it on the backlog for such a long time before people could listen to it, I could not do that. Well, yeah, it, it was kind of a, a relief or a release when I finally did kind of let it out to the world because it was on the back. It was like this thing that I put so much of my heart into and then it just kind of lost its priority. So it, but when it kind of became a priority again, it was like, Hey, can I get these tracks? Hey, can I get these tracks? You know, talking to my producer, can I get them down now? Can I have it so I can release it now? And now it just was, it was really tough to sit and wait for everything. Dude, exactly. Um, are there any 
like trending things that you know of. I mean, we talked about Netflix a little bit, but but things that maybe your friends or people that you observe or are here talk about. Um, oh, I, I can't stand waiting for this, or you know, separate from yourself, anything that you kind of pick up on people having a hard time waiting for. Uh, I know my family watches The Walking Dead, so I always hear about like, oh my god, the next episode is going to be so incredible. I don't, I've never watched that show once, so I. I don't know much about it, but you definitely get a lot of people who talk about there's like a whole community around people with Netflix shows that love talking about. I can't wait until the next season comes out. Yeah. That's the first thing that I think of, because I feel like I don't hear as much about people saying I can't wait for the new album. Like I'm always about I can't wait for the new album on things, but I feel like I get a lot of Netflix and movies seem to be the two big ones. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd say that those are the, the big ones, but I also think with Amazon and online shopping just in general, I think you have a little bit of that too, where, you know, people might be more inclined to spend money and purchase things because they have the chance to, I don't know. I, I guess it's faster if you actually go to the store and get something, but there's something, I guess, satisfying about being able to, um, you know, order overnight shipping and have something delivered to you. And it's also so easy and convenient that it's, it's almost a sense of instant gratification when you, when you make those purchases. Yeah. Who's ever not bought something online and just been like, whenever I buy something online, I am extremely impatient about actually getting it. That's one of those things that I go nuts for. Yeah. It's, um, it's a tough thing because I think, I don't know. It's with, with technology and all this stuff that has come out, it's, it's kind of changed the landscape of, of how things are consumed and how things are bought and purchased and, and viewed and everything. And it's, it's exciting because I'll, like I said, I watch, I go on YouTube and I look up spoilers to the end of movies. So I really like getting that instant gratification, but, uh, who knows if it's, if it's, um, actually good for us to have that capability well let me ask you a question around that because obviously you and i grew up in a time before the internet was before the focus of the attention was on people's phones it was always focused on the tv so we would always have to if you wanted to see an episode of a new show we would have to wait for a certain time block and i feel like that's just what we grew up being accustomed to do you think that now that children grow up in a world where everything is um binge watchable or there's not a, you can kind of choose when you watch and how you get yeah. your content. Do you think that that changes how people actually grow up and what their concept of instant gratification is? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it impacts what their concept of instant gratification is. I, I think if you're thinking of a definition for instant gratification, it just kind of is getting something instantly and uh, not being able or not uh, wanting to, to wait for it, wanting to to kind of get your uh, response right away. But I think it, it impacts things kind of outside of the consumption aspect of stuff. I think people probably have always had this issue to some extent, but waiting for results, you know, for instance, working out. You know, sometimes it takes a long time to get where you want to go. And I wonder if 
because so much of our life now is based around getting things back so quickly, if things like that might be impacted through, uh, you know, a child growing up nowadays where they're used to getting things immediately if they want it. I mean, you don't even have to be like before. I think if you were like a well-off family, you had access to things that other kids didn't probably more quickly and more conveniently. But now it's kind of, I mean, people without jobs are, are lining up outside the Apple store to get a new iPhone. So it's, it's like everybody is kind of part of this, this culture of the instant gratification, at least in America. And, um, and so I, I, I think in terms of just the overall mindset to how things should probably naturally develop or being patient for those things to develop, I think it probably has a negative impact on, on just kind of focusing on um, the task at hand rather than the outcome. I mean, what, what do you think about that? Do you, do you agree? I don't know. I guess I think that people who grow up in a society where binge watching is basically all the information. Cause I had gotten a conversation with someone about this last night where back in the day, if you wanted information, like if you actually want to know what is the capital of a country and you didn't know, you actually would legitimately have to ask people around you and then hope that maybe they're right. But then if you actually really wanted to know the answer, which you probably shouldn't just trust random people, you have to like go to a library, check out a book, flip through it, just to get one answer, which you can now get in five seconds. Yeah. By just typing it on your phone. So that to me, thinking that kids now grow up without having a concept of how difficult it actually was for us as a collective society to put all this information together to get like that just to me, it would change the concept of instant gratification in somebody's head because to them information is instant gratification uh, or for, to us, it feels like it's instant gratification now, but to them, it's like, I don't even know if they would look at it that way because it's just always been right there. I, I don't know. It's, I don't know how you could, cause as you've said, like instant gratification is like an actual term, but I do feel like there must be a concept in people's heads of a younger generation that is beyond our comprehension because they have such easy access to everything their entire lives. So you're you're saying basically that a younger generation might hear maybe an older generation say, you guys have no patience, uh, you just all crave instant gratification, and they might not understand what that yeah. means because it just is the way that it has been for them. Pretty much it's just like a huge, a huge disconnect, and I can't imagine growing up in a time like that. I feel like we actually have a little bit more patience because back in the day, we'd legitimately have to like, we couldn't fast forward through commercials. We'd have to legitimately sit there, wait for the commercials to be done or find a way to occupy our time. And you don't have that anymore. Yeah. It's so different now. Well, it's, that's actually kind of a weird thing too. It's, it's like with the, the invention of DVRs, now you can record all your shows as well. So the shows that you did have to wait for, you can record a bunch and wait for like the season to be over and then just binge watch all of the episodes through your DVR, which is you're being patient to wait for the season to end, but then you're like, I'm, I'm waiting because I don't want to have to wait a week 
after I see one episode to find out what's going to happen the next week. So it's it has totally changed the dynamic. But what you were talking about earlier about just the the disconnect. That's actually a really funny Pete Holmes joke. He's a comedian, but he talks about uh, how now we have all of this knowledge at our disposal, but we're not a lick smarter for it. Because he's like, you know, the other night I was sitting in bed and I was like, hmm, I wonder where Tom Petty's from. And I looked it up. But back in the day, I would have that thought and then I just would not know it. And I'd have to wait and wait. And then I'd find one girl with a, with a Heartbreakers t-shirt on and I'd go up to her and I said, where's Tom Petty from? And she'd say, Florida. And then I'd be just overwhelmed with this wave of joy because I finally figured it out and it would stick more rather than now you're just like, huh, I wonder where Tom Petty's from Florida. Oh, cool. And then it's just over. It's just, you don't even feel anything from it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. I mean, I, I know for a fact that I've looked up so many things that I just forget it instantly pretty much. Yeah. I've never thought about that part of it before, but I think that the bigger point in this is, that we value things in a different manner now because there's so much information and everything is so accessible that there aren't really like nothing is really as big as it was back then. Like back in the day, your talk show host, they were like larger than life. Cause there wasn't also a million YouTube personalities and a million yeah. uh, like all TV networks and stuff. Like yeah. There was literally just a handful of people like the entertainment industry has become so diluted over time because now We've taken the power away from the really big uh, corporations and stuff, but it's still, it's just a completely different landscape. And that's why it's not a surprise if I say, have you seen this show? Back in the day, you'd be like, yeah, dude, there's only three channels. Of course I've seen this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't seen the show? And it's, it's crazy to think of how much things have changed over time because my parents in their not even quite mid-50s yet or just about to be mid-50s, they were talking about how, you know, growing up back in my day, we only had three channels. So you got you kids nowadays and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. I think about that and I'm like, actually, yeah, that's a completely different world. Like three channels? I can't even imagine it. Well, that's that, that brings up a good point, too, is uh, something that you hear from older generations a lot of time is, oh, when I was that age, I was able to do this and this and this. And they, they try to compare it as if it's an exact equivalency between generations and the times things are so different now in the sense that there's so much information at our disposal there's so much to consume things are diluted and saturated and it's really difficult for people growing up in this time developing you know having their typical developmental like timeline and trying to figure out how they fit in this world that has become so vast and so that's why you see things like marriage, um, average uh, age of marriage has gone up higher. Now, that's partially because of the high divorce rate, but it's also partially because people don't typically have their shit together till later on in their life because it's hard to figure out getting your shit together because there's so much shit thrown at you as you're growing up. And so it's uh, it, it is such a difficult place to navigate as a person. And I do wonder... I. I am very curious. It's it's kind of cool to, you know, think about how older generations see us. But then when we get, when we're kind of considered the older generation, how are we going to look at the kids that come <laughs> come after? Are we oh. we're going to be looking back like those damn kids when I was twenty. <laughs> no, I I think about that though because as as I mentioned earlier, the fact that they didn't grow up with the TV being a 
a focus of their home means that they have no concept of all of that. I don't know. I've never, I've never, because I mean, we're still pretty young guys. Like I've never really thought about this too in depth before, but now that I'm thinking about it, that is going to be a really weird disconnect of people who are born in like now when we get into our fifties and we start talking, then we're going to be like, what the hell are these kids talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to ask you, so do you find things more satisfying when you get them immediately or do you think it's more satisfying when you have to wait for something? I, it's, it, this is unquestionably when you have to wait for something, like it is definitely, it is definitely better. And it, it's, it's more of a, you just, you definitely just appreciate things more when you've got more time. Like it's, it's not, it's not even really a question. <laughs> What's that? What's that look? <laughs> Well, I don't think you can say it's not really a question. I think they're different kinds. They're different kind of satisfactory feelings. Like when you get something immediately, it's like this euphoric high of just like, I wanted it, I got it. Bada bing, bada uh, yeah. boom. But Actually, if you yeah, if right. you have to work for something and you wait and you you just keep trucking along, I do think there's a, a more sustainable high where it's like I really worked for this. I feel fulfilled in this. And it feels really nice. But I think that there is, I mean, I would, I I think I understand what you're saying. I I do think that, you know, if we're looking at it completely logically, completely uh, objectively, you'd think, oh yeah, for sure. Waiting for something, being patient for something, and then it kind of unraveling before you, that would be so satisfying. But there are situations where if I just want something really bad, it feels so good to be able to get it right away. And uh, that that might be a destructive uh, tendency, but I do think there is something to say about the satisfaction behind it. No, you, I, I mean, there's definitely times where I really, really want a pizza, and I just <laughs> go walk down the street and I get a pizza, and it's it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was the thing. There's definitely there definitely are things where in the moment they're incredible, and I guess I'm thinking more of the best moments of my life have all been a process that took time. And to me, those feel so much more rewarding when I feel like I worked towards something and then I saw the results of all of my labor in the waiting process. And Well, you've said a bunch of times the best day of your life was when you met me, and that was 19 years after birth. So, like, you really had to wait for that to happen. So I get it. I totally get your uh, perspective. Yeah, you, you get that? You get that? <laughs> well, I don't know if it was the best day. It was definitely an important day in my life when I met you, because otherwise we wouldn't have the Everything Must Go podcast. We'd be out of business before we even got into whoa, business. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you don't know if it's the best day? I mean, I honestly, I don't know if I know what actually the best day of my life is. You told like me that was the day. best day of your life. You said oh. nothing's ever been the same since the day that you met me. Hmm. Yeah, that might have been. Was it? Were you? Uh, were you pissed at me or something? And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, was, how could I make Brandon feel better right now?" <laughs> you scumbag, <laughs> you really dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you were just having a bad day, and I said, "Brandon, it's okay. The best day of my life was the day that I met you." Actually, I I wish I didn't say that because now you have a clip of that that you can now cut up and use it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby. This was my whole goal the entire time. I'm going to play it at my wedding. (laughs) 
my, wife, my future wife's going to be like, oh, really? Huh? Uh, yeah. If I give a speech at your wedding, I'm going to be like, he might be marrying you, but I want you to take a listen to this, sweetheart. The best day of my life was when I met Brandon. <laughs> Read him and weep, sweetie. Can't, I just, can't wait. I just completely demean your wife and call her sweetheart and sweetie the entire time. I'm all of a sudden. Well, the worst thing I did was throw this idea in your head because I guarantee you would have never even thought about it. No, I was thinking about it. it. This was my plan all along. Oh, okay. Perfect then. We're just on the same wavelength. Wavelength, baby. (laughs) Um, Another thing, when you look at this pattern, where do you think it originated? Where did it come from? And do you think that's... I guess for you specifically, and then do you think uh, it's a similar thing for other people, or do you think kind of culturally it's different, societally it's different? Speaking about instant gratification, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different amongst different... I mean, even as I talked about earlier, like the, the idea of instant gratification now is different than it was 20 years ago because you couldn't just buy things online and get it shipped. There was a whole process. Now I can just go to Amazon. It's like, uh, honestly, a big, um, a big game changer was uh, like the sports card industry. Like I've collected baseball cards for a big part of my life. And back in the day, we didn't know how many Babe Ruth 1933 Gaudi cards were out there. Now you just go on eBay and you could just like see the list in every possible condition. Like this is a one out of ten. Uh, this person has three of them. Like you could literally just go on, bid on it, and then buy it, and then have it shipped to you a week later. Back in the day, you might have to drive across the country to find some random dude in uh, Oklahoma who has it, and, and that's what you have to do. I don't. I mean, probably not exactly that, but you get the idea. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Kind I, of how it would happen. Yeah, if you even found that guy, that's that's a really exactly. interesting thing to look at because I think about that. I have uh, this game called Star Wars Epic Duels, and it's not made anymore people like hasbro doesn't make the game so there are only a limited amount of copies in the world and i had it when i was a kid but i went through this phase when i was a kid where i was like i need to grow up and so i threw away all my toys or anything that had to do with toys <laughs> this is <That's> cool, dude. <laughs> which is another like I guess microscope on my personality <laughs> i just start to overthink things sometimes but anyways so, you know, if I was a kid from earlier decades, I would have just missed out on that board game for the rest of my life. But now, eBay is a great thing. <laughs> and you can pay a hundred something bucks for a board game that isn't made anymore. And now I have two copies. So, Wait, this is a board game? Yeah, it's a board game. I paid a hundred something bucks for it. No way. I swear what? to God, yeah. Dude, how's there a board game that's that expensive? Well, just because, like, it wasn't that expensive when. Yeah, yeah, no, it I get it, but just like because it, it, nobody, they don't make it anymore, so there's only limited copies. So people, <laughs> well, it's just, like that. I mean, some old video games now, like uh, Super Mario RPG, is like eighty or a hundred dollars or something now because it was one of the last games made on the Super Nintendo, and yeah, well, I I've been wanting to get uh, for my GameCube. I've been wanting to get Fire Emblem: Path of Radiance. And uh, I used to have it when I had a GameCube uh, back in the day, but my mom sold it at a garage sale. And I've tried to find it on eBay, and each copy is is like 170 bucks. And it seems worth it. And the people sell just the case for like 90 dollars. 
just the case of the game. It's Yikes. ridiculous. But people will buy it. My hair's getting in my fucking mouth. <laughs> That's funny. I actually, one time before I had this long hair, I performed. This was back when I was pursuing music. I performed at a at a, uh, a bar that was doing like a Halloween night. So I bought a blonde wig and I performed two Britney Spears songs. But the hair kept getting in my fucking mouth as I was performing. So I was just like, and the tip of your lips. <laughs> choking on my hair every fucking two seconds great times dude are you pumped about that audio that of me no dude i was just about to say i'm like glad we got that audio clip now i'm gonna (laughs) you just had to do it again dude you love doing that dude i do voiceovers for uh for porn oh yeah (laughs) doesn't even make sense you just make the sound effects yeah (laughs) i I, i'm i'm on the sound team of some really High-level porn sets. <laughs> Steven loves it when I bring up porn on the uh, on the Everything Must Go podcast. Dude, you, you love bringing up this topic. Dude, we're, topic. we're trying to get sponsored. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that that was, the, uh, that was the goal here. It's not really, folks. Wait, by who? Who, who, who are we trying to get here? Just any porn I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to start throwing out websites and be like, oh, now we know what Brandon watches. <laughs> I don't watch it, porn, guys. Yes. I've never, ever watched it in the history of my life. <laughs> because yeah, you just watch the Food Channel. I don't like <laughs> instant gratification sex. I like waiting for my sex till marriage. All right? I'm holy. Uh, okay. I'm not a sinner. Dude, dude I feel... <laughs> Dude, going to, we're just going off the rails like, like usual. <laughs> no, Dude. I I brought that back into the instant gratification topic. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Like Rob says, waiting works. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob, <laughs> baby. Our spotlight episode on uh, Rob Kowalski. Check it out. He's does a, it does it work? We don't know. He's a he's a fan favorite of the podcast. We might try to get him back. Let's get him back. Um, anything else you want to say about where you think uh, this developed? We kind of got off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What was even the? What's the point of what this topic was? Uh, uh, the <laughs> the origin. Where do you think it developed from? Probably like 2004, sometime middle of July. <laughs> we, we got uh, the, the we, pre the pre Jurassic period. This is uh, oh yeah we're gonna bring up talk about dinosaurs. The fossils obviously shown us that we can have instant gratification through the records. Check so the there fossils. Was a, there was a pterodactyl who got in a fight with a saber-toothed tiger, and the next thing you knew, we had instant gratification. <laughs> that was in the year two thousand four, according to Steve. <laughs> July two thousand four. It was a Midwest. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will. I will say a serious thing on this because we have gotten <laughs> off the rails. I think a lot of it comes from the advancement of technology. I mean, that's probably an obvious thing to say, but I think the more advanced things get, the the more convenient everything becomes. No, and, these and are it, new thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> We've Dude, lost all. We've all we've lost all validity and substance in this episode completely. We're just constantly derailing each other's thoughts. Dude, I'm about it. I'm all about that instant gratification. 
That was that was my attempt to tie us back into the topic. Did it work? <laughs> Did it work? You, no. <laughs> so uh we gonna take a break here? <laughs> I feel I, like we should take a little break, right? I, I do this thing with Steven on the phone sometimes where I'll just stop responding to him for a while and just watch his wheels turn to see what all he says. I can't do it as long on the uh, podcast because we I was going to say, that was, a, that was a really bold move. There. I was like, <laughs> People were like, really what happened to Brandon's right audio? <laughs> He's doing this live on air. This guy's nuts. Hell yeah, live on air. Dude, live on air. We're honestly live and you just did that. So interesting, okay. interesting choice. All right, let's take a break, even though we kind of already have been. But uh, let's talk about last week's episode. Have you gotten any – it looked like you posted some people had taken the quiz. We uh, For those who – didn't check out last week's episode. It was on the five love languages. It was our Valentine's Day episode. Did you get any cool responses from that episode? Yeah, I had a few people who reached out to me about wanting to take the love language quiz or that they had taken it and sent screenshots to me. I think um, I got in some good dialogue with people. I, I, I ultimately think that that quiz was worth taking, and I found it to be pretty interesting. So... I'm glad that I took it. If anyone else took it, I'd be curious to know your results. You can hit us up uh, at EMG Pod. Mm, but yeah, I, I definitely think we can need to do more quiz-related episodes in the future. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, I agree. I really liked that format of let's take something to kind of find out more about ourselves. I feel like it also fits really well with you know we generally just talk about that kind of stuff getting to know who we are and our thoughts on things so being able to to take a quiz and get actual tangible results for things and i i had a couple people um reach out to me with their results as well it was pretty cool to see uh the similarities in people that are kind of in my inner circle of life you know a lot of people that kind of messaged me also had quality time as their top so it was like oh well no wonder we kind of fit in here so it's uh, It was a super cool thing, but I also think just for going forward, any sort of relationships or friendships that I have, I, I think it's uh, really nice to know that stuff because just having those answers just kind of helps you better navigate through what's important to you, what you value. So, Yeah, I, uh, I still want to meet the people who have the gifts at number one Yeah, because everyone's, everyone who I've seen take the quiz so far – has the receiving gifts at the very bottom or the second to the bottom. So I want to see what that person would actually be like to have like a flipped version of mine. We tried to look up to see if there are actually stats out there on these, like what percentage of people are receiving gifts as their top love language, what percentage. I couldn't find anything on the website. I'll I'll keep looking, but I I am curious to see that because uh, I had the same exact thing. Everybody that message me had receiving gifts either bottom or second to bottom so i and most uh, people were high on quality time too yeah yep and i had another person who was i think their top was words of affirmation and um and then yeah so it's it's really it, it's a cool thing to look at um in terms of our plan steven and i have talked about getting guests back on the show so i just wanted to kind of throw out if anybody has any guests that they'd like to see us interview on the show, send us uh, some suggestions 
or if you yourself want to be on the show. Uh, obviously, we don't just get anybody and everybody that wants to be on the show on the show. But if we feel like it'll be a good fit, we, we love for that opportunity to happen. Yeah, and we, we there's two different ways that we have done having guests in the shows. We've done one where it's like a third perspective on an episode. So if we feel like the, a third person can bring another perspective that maybe is quite a bit different than me and Brandon's, it makes the episode pretty interesting. Right. Um, and then sometimes we do this thing called spotlight episodes, which is we literally in, do an interview episode of someone who is working on something, whether it's a business or a creative endeavor that they're trying to to make it in and we spotlight their their life and just kind of figure out you know where they came from what their goals are kind of get inside their head a little bit because it's one of those things where you see a lot of interviews online that people do with musicians and stuff like that where they might talk about the album they might talk about like concerts or shows they put on but we want to do something a little bit more in depth and really understand like why someone chose the path that they did and what really gives them the motivation to keep moving and when things get pretty tough. So I really, really enjoy doing these episodes. Now, we haven't done one since toward the end of last year, but we do plan on bringing these back again. So if you know of any anyone out there who is um, a YouTuber, a musician, things like that, uh, or if they just started a business that are you really feel like they've got a good story and, and they'd be interesting for people to hear their story, let us know at EMG pod or DM Brandon and I individually and just let us know because yeah, we, uh, we really like doing those episodes and we want to bring them back again. Yeah, absolutely. You can also email us emgpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail. Uh, for those of you who like the instant gratification of just getting something done, uh, five, one, three, four, two, seven EMG five. Uh, yeah, please, please send them on through. Uh, and then as far as your life, Stephen. Any any sort of updates that you want to give the the people? I uh, I released two YouTube videos last week. One about long distance relationships, and another one I did with my buddy Crew here, um, which is about how him and I both moved from Cleveland to Chicago, and we just talked about that transition and why we did it, and basically how if there's something in your life that you're a little bit afraid to do, to just go after it sometimes even if it's a little bit scary because if the opportunity is there you just kind of find a way to work through it and uh so we had a lot of fun doing that it's like a over 20 minute long uh video actually of us talking about it, so it's pretty long but it's i don't know i think it's i think it's relatively entertaining we we i really didn't cut it that much i just kind of let us talk yeah and uh, unfortunately there was actually a better version of the video where it was in better quality that crashed on or cruise computer crashed so we didn't have that version so we had just had to use my iphone one but i think it's the job done at the end of the day and then in this upcoming week i actually don't know what my youtube videos are going to be on yet but as soon as i do i will post it at stephen russell b my instagram so you guys will know what i'm going to be doing for that so by the time this episode is out you'll know what that video is going to be. Yeah, for sure. It's really cool to see you because you and I are obviously doing this podcast. It's cool to see you with other people and just how the different dynamics, you know, it'll change a little bit. So it's cool to see you with crew. And then you've been doing, you know, live streams, obviously very often for people that keep up with you, but you have done a couple live streams with Stephanie Telly, who was the, the YouTuber who suggested the love languages episode is really cool to see you guys interact with the audience and, and that stuff. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm your friend, but I'm also a fan of you as an artist and an entertainer. So it's kind of cool to see that from the outside looking in. 
I also, just something that's different, I got a Nintendo Switch. So Hell I've been yeah. playing that a lot with uh, different people. I've been playing some Mario Kart. And uh, yeah, it's been super fun. I'm glad that I bought this because it's like this morning I played with people t- for like two hours when I woke up today, just casually while I was doing my normal morning routine. And I don't know, it's just super fun. So It's funny because Steven's been <laughs> like, dude, you should just get a Nintendo Switch so we can play together online. <laughs> and when I moved to Rochester, I actually gave away my Xbox One. So I was like... I feel like that would be the dumbest thing, <laughs> the fact that I would give away another system so that I didn't have that like in my life, but then just to <laughs> throw it all away and just get a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Dude, the dumbest thing would be for me to support you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the dumbest thing. I mean, don't like, get me dude, wrong. Just do it. It'd be really fucking fun. But uh, Dude, it would be pretty fun. We, we could Twitch stream it. It's actually not completely a terrible idea, but it definitely needs to be... Uh, well calculated before we uh, consider doing something like this. It's all about the checks and balances, folks. The checks and balances, bro. Yeah. Um, as far as life... Da- love- <laughs> as far as a life update for me, I, um, I actually just wrote a new song today. We're recording the episode on Sunday uh, leading into this week. I finished a new song, so I only have from my what my kind of prediction is for my next album. I only need, I only have one other song that I need to write for it, which is pretty freaking exciting because this album is kind of going to capture a story that I would, that uh, I would really like to kind of move away from now (laughs) and just like have these songs there to kind of convey this story and have this out there. So I'm, I'm really pumped about kind of being close to the like, rough draft writing then it all obviously go into the the recording process and the production process so it's going to take time but it just feels really um satisfying to know i'm i'm so close to something that i I really care about so just wanted to kind of let you guys know that stuff and uh yeah that's about it that's going on with me so cool uh you want to get back into the instant gratification talk Definitely. Are we actually going to talk about this? <laughs> dude, we're going to talk about some instant gratification, dude. Uh, right this instant, though. <laughs> I'm getting impatient. Yeah, you are. Okay. So part of this desire for instant gratification is attached to specifically the millennial generation. And we've kind of talked about the generational divide a little bit already. Uh, do you think it's an appropriate stereotype for millennials This that, that it's a, attached to us that we – have a hard time when we don't instantly get something? I I don't normally do this, but I'm actually going to say, yeah. I 100% think it is a completely justified criticism of our generation, but it's nothing bad in my opinion. It's just like the result of the way that we were, like we grew up. Yep. Like in the same way that we're going to feel that way about the generation that comes, or like the younger generation from us, we're going to feel the same way about them. It, I think th- there's a lot of things like, oh, people, they don't understand. Like, yeah, they don't understand. It's sometimes I think it's it, it's may it's may not to be a negative thing, but I think it's completely understandable to just say that there are things that our generation doesn't get about our parents who didn't get about their parents who didn't get about their parents. Like there are definitely generational things. And w- when it comes to, I mean, us, the Amazon thing is a prime example. Back in the day, 
I, I, you can basically live your life now just living in your apartment. You yeah. could basically just, or in your home, you could basically just, everything that you need, you could just buy online and have it shipped to your place. Back in the day, you had to grow your own food and go hunt for your own food. <laughs> like, that was... If you your, wanted your to meet a girl, you, you didn't have a dating app. You had to milk a cow, and then maybe she'd come up to you. <laughs> Don't say, oh, you're milking this. that cow. <laughs> Don't get me started on this again. <laughs> That's a throwback yeah. to our dating apps episode when Steven <laughs> tried to <laughs> talk about how dating was back in the olden days. Yeah, dude, you're milking a cow. The person was milking a cow. I said, hey, I like the way you milked that cow. <laughs> you want to be my wife? And they might be like, yeah. Yeah, I do want to be your wife. Well, they might be like, nah, I'm going to stick with this cat. Does the, the man and the woman have the same voice in this? <laughs> no, I'd be like, I like the way you milk that cow. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to be my wife? As a matter of fact, I do. Or, as a matter of fact, I don't. And that's how it worked. That's that was just life back then. These are just different times now. You knew a lot about dating back then, <laughs> You've, been, you, def- you've definitely done your research, I could tell. <laughs> Dude, I took a time machine back to 1820, and the only thing I did was just examine one relationship, and I went <laughs> right back. I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> no, you examined that one relationship, and now you generalize every relationship from back in those times. They were all, all relationships back then came from milk and cows. That's just how it was. Cows were basically dating apps back in the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> whatever cow you had was just a different dating app. <laughs> or every, whatever animal you had was a different dating app, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's I, a bit of a stretch. I, I think I, I, I partially agree with you that I think the, the stereotype for millennials of the instant gratification is, is kind of justified. But I do think that it's, I don't know, it, it's looked at it in such a negative context as if, we all woke up and we're like, you know what? We're just going to be a bunch of impatient assholes. It's like know. we grew up in this time when things were given to us right away. So it's it's a difficult thing to fight that tendency or that pattern. And it's something that as a millennial myself, I try to work on with things in my life that I really care about. Remaining consistent and uh, tenacious rather than you know, oh, this isn't working out, so I'm just going to switch to this other thing or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's So it's, I don't know, I think there should be, it, it's kind of funny that this stuff happened as a result of the world in which we existed and now it's it, like it's held against us in some ways, which is kind of a fucked up way. I mean, that happens to every generation, I'm assuming. Yeah, dude, that's, that's just like life in general. Yeah. Is everything's always held against you. Yeah, pretty much. Um in terms of specifically, we've touched on this periodically throughout the episode, the negatives of instant gratification. I mean, what, what, what would you say the explicit negatives are of this behavior? I think being impatient can definitely cause unhappiness in general. I do think that if you are not patient for things, that is a feeling of being discontent with a situation or circumstance that you're in especially if you feel like the only way that things are going to get better is if you reach that destination. It's something that we've talked about to take this like a step further and, and make it a little bit more like a bigger scope. Yeah. Like if your ultimate goal is to become the best 
YouTuber of all time, just to give an, an example. Well, if that's your goal and you're just impatient on the way to get there, you're going to be super unhappy along the way. And you also may never get there. But just if you're not living in the moment and enjoying the steps along the way, it's going to be pretty difficult and pretty frustrating. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I mean, even the things that you want, you're not always going to love this. Like I would, I don't know, I would love for a bunch of people to, you know, be able to hear my music and, and, and be, you know, a musician, a musician in the sense, you know, that's not necessarily like that's my living. I mean, I guess if I was a, a musician, uh, that was my, the way I made my living without having to go through like a record label or something like that, that'd be cool. But the path to get my music out there and, and I mean, for instance, I have social media now. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan (laughs) of, of social media. Um, but I understand it's kind of an unrealistic, uh, thought process to be a musician nowadays and expect to get your music out there with some sort of presence on the internet. So you just got to kind of take it with that stuff. So I'm not going to enjoy that process, but, and that's where the instant gratification stuff comes in. I, if I just wanted my music to be seen now, I might be less willing to uh, kind of endure the parts of this journey that I don't enjoy. And uh, that's something that I've honestly had to kind of navigate through is understanding that, hey, I still want, I still want to do this stuff. I still enjoy doing music. I don't need that top of the mountain right now. And as you and I have talked about a lot of times, there are no destinations. Even if my music was hugely popular, I wouldn't just be like, all right, I finally made it, guys. All right, I'm going home. I'm done. So being able to kind of balance that mindset is a tough thing, and it can be a negative when you aren't kind of conscious of that thing. I also think, as we talked about earlier with the the accessibility to information uh but not having to work for it i think those highs that you get from the satisfaction a lot of times are somewhat destructive because you get addicted to just knowing things but you don't actually like super absorb it it's just i oh i can just google this figure it out and i'm done with it like you said you there are a bunch of things that you google that you probably don't even remember anymore oh yes all the time (laughs) Because I'm always doing that because I've mentioned this before that growing up, my dad would always tell me things that seemed extremely suspect, but I didn't have a way to check him to see if he was right about uh, (laughs) how many home runs that this guy hit his rookie season. I didn't know. Now I could just instantly be like, that's not true. He didn't even play that year. (laughs) He didn't play till the next year. He he didn't hit even half that amount of home runs. So I I definitely, (laughs) I don't know, that's just... (laughs) That's all I was going to say about well, that. Well, I, I, something <laughs> popped into my head. Didn't you say that you had a, a buddy who wore a jersey, uh, Fukudome, right? Oh, yeah, Fukudome. <laughs> he wore a jersey to school. If he had a smartphone, he could have just Googled Fukudome and showed the the people at your school that it wasn't a swear word. It was an actual p- player, and they went to made him turn <laughs> his shirt inside out. <laughs> yeah, the guy who sat in front of me in class had to turn his shirt inside out because it said Fukudome, who was an actual player on the Cubs, but they just thought it was like a swear word or something. Dude. And, yeah, he, 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 if you had an iPhone, he could have done it. If Dude, your school needs to get cultured. 
whatever school Dude. you grew up in. Now we know why you have some of the opinions that you have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gotta you're be so it. close-minded. <laughs> Dude, we've gone over this before. Yeah, you're, you're the, the cultured one. <laughs> no, you're the closed-minded guy in the podcast. I'm the guy with all the culture trying to make you understand what it's like to not be a babbling idiot. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful for you. Um, or thankful of you. Uh, so on the contrary, do you think there are positives to instant gratification, being able to access things immediately? Oh, oh, there's so many. There's so many, like, benefits for day-to-day stuff because we, we, we can be a lot more efficient with our lives than before. So I think efficiency is incredible. Like, there, I think a really, really good one, because I, I think about this a lot, because we don't have um, – a concept anymore of what it was like to not have a cell phone on us in situations like back in the day if you dropped someone off at the airport but like that person realized they had left something in the car it would be like a whole process like you the that person could drive all the way home before they found out like uh yeah i left my stuff in the car like i, I can't board the plane without this stuff and you just drove 40 minutes back home again and there were so many situations where a two-second text message you can send takes anxiety off a person. Like, completely makes a situation a million, billion times better that you can do now, where back in the day, you didn't have that option. Yeah. You had a lot more of just faith that people were just figuring their stuff out. I think it actually becomes a little bit more, because we have so much more control in our life now, I feel like we've all become way more controlling people in general. Yeah. We want to, like, know everything that's going on in people's lives all the time, where I feel like in the past, it was a lot, there was a lot more mystery to life than there is now. Now it's just like, click, it's at my house. Yeah. Click, I know what this person's doing. I can look at their Snapchat story. I know exactly everything they've been doing today. I I wonder, I don't know if you struggle with this at all, but because we're so much more efficient with things, because technology and everything that's advanced allows us that ability that sometimes you get done with things a lot faster. And so there's a lot more time in the day, which you'd think, Oh, this is perfect because now you have more time to, you know, stop and smell the roses. You think this is a a really good thing. But do you ever struggle with this? As I feel like I do, where if if I finish something and then I'm like trying to figure out there's probably a, a million things I could be doing, but I I almost I like when I don't do anything, I'm I'm almost harder on myself than I I would picture somebody who back in the day maybe didn't have access to do a lot of the things that we can do now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there, well, there always is an anxiety nowadays that you should be doing something else. Right. Because you have information. Because not only do you get the ultimate FOMO because you can go on social media and see everything that everyone else is doing, but we, we kind of get this thing pressed on us now, like we live in the time with the access to the most information and the most opportunity. So that's an anxiety thing because when you're sitting at home and you're done with everything, where do you start? Do you... You start networking. Oh, you got to be networking. Well, technically, yeah, you could literally. I I think it's pretty overwhelming that nowadays what would be impossible would be if you wanted to get in touch with someone. It would be a whole process. Call them or drive someplace. Nowadays, you could just apply to 100 jobs in one night. Yeah. (laughs) Like nowadays, you could just. you, You there's so much opportunity and so many things that you can do. Now, there's also so much more competition and there's so many other. Uh, problems within that, but you're right. It's a lot more difficult to relax nowadays 
because technically there's always something that you can be doing where back in the day it was more just about you got to survive it's just yeah all right i gotta eat everything i gotta okay make sure you eat my family eats all right now what <laughs> yeah it's it's like you can't actually disconnect when you're trying to disconnect because you're like, I could be doing all of these different things because I have the capacity to do all these different things. So it's just this mindset that you get into of feeling guilty or anxious for the fact that maybe you're you're trying to kind of disconnect and try trying to, I don't know, just relax for a second. And it's it's super stressful. Um, Dude, this, this is an amazing point. I honestly think this is one of my like favorite points that you've ever brought up because it's something that I definitely have realized I've felt this before, but I don't think I've put too much conscious thought into the fact that part of the reason why I feel like I never relax is because I always feel like I can be doing something Yeah. because there always is something I technically could actually be doing. Yeah. It's It's so real. The the idea of just stopping and enjoying the moment and even if you try to do it, like I feel like I'm consciously sometimes trying to do that, but... (laughs) You get those thoughts in your head of, oh shit, I could be home writing a song right now, but instead I'm out hanging out with friends. I'm not being productive. Yeah, <laughs> I had that thought last night. Last night I was out and I was thinking, is this the best? I'm, I'm literally thinking sometimes, is this the best usage of my time for my future? Yeah. Now, I think that part of it is that's just my personality type. Part of it that is just your personality type. Yeah, I'm always thinking about that now because... At all times, I can go on to social media and see that someone is getting ahead of me. Where in the past, you could theorize that someone was doing something. But now, I could go on the internet and read an article that says a million things that I could be doing with my time. I could be, well, man, damn, I should, maybe I should be learning Portuguese right now. Like, <laughs> dude, you don't know. There's so many thoughts that cross. I, I know that sometimes I might take it to the extremes. You might take it to the extremes. But the bigger picture in all this is it is difficult to relax when you have access to so many things. And it's just going to get worse in that regard. Yeah. Well, and you also have access to I think your point about the competition thing is a very good one because you like your Mark Cuban's like, oh, I never take a break from anything because I don't want anyone to get ahead of me. Or you like see The Rock or Mark Wahlberg up at three in the morning working out every day. And you're just like, God, I'm such a fucking piece of shit. Whereas before, who you were battling with might have been the people in your community, but mostly, like you said, you're theorizing it of like, I want to be this, so I'm going to push myself for this. And you just were, I guess, battling yourself. Now you're battling yourself and everyone else who might be doing something similar to you or something you want to be doing or I don't know. It's, it's We have too much information at our disposal. Remember, remember when the... What did I say about The Rock yesterday? <laughs> oh, you're talking about get your uh, Nintendo Switch game code and if you should just <laughs> give it out to every single person. And I was like, I mean, do you want to all people to know when you're online all the time? And But, but there was something specifically. But then I, then I said uh, The Rock. I was like, well, The Rock does, the rock yeah, does that. Exactly. Oh, no, no, I said, I said, Wiz Khalifa. I said, some celebrities do that. Yeah, and yeah, you're, yeah like, you're like, some celebrities. What? And I was like, what celebrities? And you're like, I don't know, The Rock? And I was like, what? <laughs> I've never seen and then, this. And then you said, The Rock really does it? And I said, I don't know. I just, maybe. <laughs> and then you tried to uh, 
justify it with thinking of different celebrities. So then you brought up Wiz Khalifa. And then didn't you Google Wiz Khalifa video games or something like that? Yeah, it was pretty dumb, honestly. Oh, another thing that was hilarious the other day was I was I sent Steven uh, some some of my old baseball highlights. And he's like, Can I just look this up? And I was like, It's not on YouTube. He's like, I'm gonna find it before you. Or I'm gonna find it I'm gonna find it faster. And then he YouTube searched Brandon flipping baseball highlights faster. <laughs> because he's trying to get Dude, it faster than me. <laughs> Dude, Dude, I thought it might work. Just observing your brain as an aspiring psychologist, it's pretty pretty fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) It goes all kinds of places, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Cool. Well, is there anything else you want to say about uh, this topic? We on some we, we on some final thoughts? We on some fucking final thoughts, thoughts, man. We on some final thoughts, man. All right, I'll I'll give you a final thought. My final thought is... I truly think that the best things in life do take time and that there is something to be said about putting in the time and getting the payout and that sometimes if you get things too easily, you just don't appreciate them as much. I think that's a big life lesson I've had in my life. Um, I do think that older generations calling us instant gratification generation, totally get that. We're going to say the same thing about the next generation. I'm calling it right now. And uh, if you uh, want to play The Rock, look up his uh, <laughs> game, his friend code, and uh, I bet he's incredible. I bet The Rock doesn't spend any time playing video games at all, <laughs> is my <laughs> assumption. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe someone can uh, call in to us or email us and let us know. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? Um my final thoughts are that it's easy to see in the archives of the files that the, the fossil records show clearly that dinosaurs that July? <laughs> had an issue with instant gratification just as well. So it's not just about the millennials. The dinosaurs dealt with it too. Dude, I think that's an incredible takeaway. If you'd like to hear other incredible takeaways, tune in to the Everything Must Go podcast every single week. We release at least one episode it's at EMGPod is our Instagram handle and our Twitter handle. You can also send us an email. Our email is EMGPod at gmail.com. And we've got a voicemail that you could leave us, 513-427-EMG5, if you want to try your best impression of talking about dinosaurs. Because I, I don't think you can compete with ours, but if you want to give it a shot, we'll, uh, we'll play it on the air if Re- it's any good. Remember when you thought our email was just at EMGPod? As soon as I was saying the email, I was like, if I don't say this right, I know Brandon is going <laughs> to give me a look on this live stream, <laughs> which is no longer live, actually, because it's FaceTime. So you just lied to our audience. You know what? I'm sick and so- tired of your <laughs> shit, dude. Anyways, uh, our next episode, well, first off, say thank you for tuning into this. Um, our next episode is going to be on the dude, bro. What uh, podcast? Uh, oh, dude, you have a pod- podcast. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we talked about a, a, a title for it. Oh, dude, you have a podcast, which we we, we essentially are going to talk about. You know what what it's like to to kind of do these side things that you enjoy, these outlets that you kind of hustle for, and sometimes people are like, well, why do you even do that? Well, yeah. what, what's the point? Really yeah. Yeah. While other people are like, 
Dude, why, why, why do you do that? You could just spend time like getting drunk or doing drugs during those hours <laughs> or playing video games. It's like there's a lot of other things you could do during those hours too. So we're going to talk about that. I'm stoked on it. I'm stoked on this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you very soon. Take it easy. Holding on to-